This is going to be a blast. I'm so excited. We finally get to go on a cemetery club tour with the boys all the way from England. It's fantastic. Yeah, they're all the way here from Chicago. In Rose Hill um, Cemetery. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think we have to go... Um, Just over, around that corner, oh, probably that over there. Me, gentlemen. Oh, oh God, my God. Damn. Who are you? I'm sorry. I did not mean to frighten you, but I seem to have lost my daughter. Have you seen a little girl around here? I haven't seen any little uh, girls. Uh, no. Uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, Coraline Henry. Okay, I mean, if we if we see her, we'll, we'll keep we'll a watch you know. out for her, for uh, sure. I, I am her father, Barnaby Henry. Please direct her my way to the front gates, if you could. Okay, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no we'll, we'll we'll let you know for sure. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much, gentlemen. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. That guy was kind of weird. Coraline and Barnaby. Those <laughs> are kind of weird names. Have, when's the last time you heard Coraline except for the, the movie? I don't know. Um, okay, I think let's. Okay, let's yeah, so, go yeah, over there. I see them right there. Okay, right cool. There. Oh, these are look at these like really old gravestones. Do you see that? Pretty cool. What's that little one? Look at the. It says. Wait, hold on. Look, wait, wait. Clearing away the the leaves here. It's. It says Coraline on it. What? Coraline. Henry. What's the? There's a there's a bigger one next to this because it's got family plot. Move the dirt away. Barnaby. What the Henry. Is that? Did we? Was that? Did we? It was just also ghost. It's time for our next episode right now. Get ready to get slayed. Candyman. 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 Be afraid. Be very afraid. We have some bad hombres here, and we're gonna get them out. special time, isn't it? Especially for me. You can see why if you know who I am. Look up a little. (laughs) That's me, a jack-o'-lantern. At Halloween time every year, I sit up here and watch everybody go by. It's a nice and scary time, isn't it? All those wonderful costumes and masks and makeup. I think about how much fun Halloween is. I also worry a little bit about the things that can spoil the fun of Halloween. Those kinds of things scare me, too, but in a different way. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I am Maddie. 
And today we are here to bring you all things Halloween y. Halloween! I'm so excited. It's yeah. our second annual Halloween episode. Yes, and uh, later on in the episode, we will be doing the infamous Versus episode. What you've all been waiting for to see which movie gets killed. <laughs> are we going to kill it? We're going to kill one of them. One of them has to get hanged, and that's just the way that it is. I didn't write the rules. I didn't know there were rules. Well, if you don't sacrifice <laughs> one, the story goes that Halloween will then suck for all time. So, sorry, everybody. One of these movies has to be sacrificed if you want to have a good Halloween, and that's what we're going to do for you, because we love you. So, that's what so Halloween time brings us many, many fun things. I know that you just ran the marathon. Yeah, yes. Awesome. that was It was fun. Um, my, it was my fifth marathon, um, all Chicago marathons. It was extremely cold. I do want to say thank you to folks out there, because a few of our listeners did donate to the charity that I was cool. running for, which was awesome. So thank you very much, and thank you for spreading the word. It was very, very kind of all of you to help me support Camp One Step, which is a camp for kids with cancer in Wisconsin. So thank you for your support. Awesome. That's great. Uh, and then uh, myself and Michael went to Fright Fest yes. up at Six Flags. I've never been to Great America. How so was it? Um, you know... It's definitely like um, geared a little bit more towards kids. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, I mean, nothing really like sc- like quote unquote like scared. Of course, me, but, yeah, yeah. Um, there was like people running around with like chainsaws and stuff, so that's unnerving. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, some of the haunts, I think they were kind of hit or miss. Like, there yeah, was, sure. There was one that was like really poorly done, and then there was one that was like really grit, like really well done huh. so it was kind of like a mixed bag and you know for the money yeah like i i just feel like they need to do a little bit more yeah sure but sure we didn't get a chance to go to any like the performances or anything and yeah. i know that there are shows and stuff that they do that i i just didn't get a chance to go to so maybe next time we'll go back and did you ride rides too we so this is the thing because we went in october during fright fest it was super busy yeah so we got to go on two roller coasters what'd you do um the demon Okay. And yeah. um, the big one. Um, the, uh, the big old one? Yeah. The, the American Eagle. The American Eagle. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, so that's like, that's the oldest roller coaster there. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> that one is like literally the one that I'm terrified of just because I'm afraid I'm going to die. No, it was fun, <laughs> but it's 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 one of those old wooden roller coasters, oh, yeah. so it rattles you around quite a bit. And when I got off of it, I could definitely, like, oh, my God. brain hurt a little bit. <laughs> um, my favorite ride at Great America is the Batman. Which I think is still there. It is, yeah. Oh, it I was, used to love that, that one ride. Was, that oh one was going, but the Joker was not for some reason. Oh, I didn't know they had that one. I, I have not been there in well over a decade, so I totally forget everything. It was fun. I had a good time. That's um, awesome. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a good time. Good. Um, but yeah, we are here today to bring you some spooky tales. Spooky. Um, I think we'll start with mine, just because I have one of the only ones that's kind of more, um, well, they're both serious, but this sure. one is like a, an actual like true crime murder case. What's it about? So, do you know Brock Candies? So, like, like candy corn. Like B-R-A-C-H? Yeah, like candy I'll corns. tell you what, I do know it because I love candy corn. And anybody out there that's an asshole about candy corn around Halloween... You can suck it, baby, because I fucking love candy corn, and it's delicious. Uh, I go back and forth on them. I think sometimes I like them, and sometimes I'm just like, it's all texture thing for me. That answer is acceptable. Yeah, I like the little chocolate ones, though. Like the you mean like the little pumpkin ones? No, remember they, how they have like they have the ones that are white, orange, and oh yeah, 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 and then yeah. they have the ones that are brown and orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. those sure, ones. Sure, yeah, yeah those but, are good. <clears throat> so mine is all about the um, the heir to the Brock. Um, 
Fortune. Fortune. Okay. So her name is escaping. Helen. <laughs> Helen, Helen Brock. Uh, she um, inherited all the money after her husband died. Huh. So in, you know, this is in 1977. Where were so, they from? Uh, they're from Illinois. Oh, yeah, from okay. the North Shore. Oh, um, interesting. So she inherited all of his money when he died. Holy shit. And um, in a routine visit to the Mayo Clinic, because when you're rich, you just go directly to Mayo Clinic when you sure, get your regular check up yeah uh she um disappeared she, she was supposed to board a flight back to o'hare and she just disappeared and nobody knew what happened to her huh. um the guy who she had taken as a lover uh he basically was charged with at least being part of it huh. so um he was he got, he got racked up in rock, racketeering. Yeah. So he went to jail mostly for racketeering, 20 years for racketeering, and 10 years for being conspiring. Basically, Jesus. they said, like, we can't find out who killed her, but yeah. you're the most likely person. So we're just going to put you in jail. So he's been in jail for now uh, 37 years. For actually murdering her? No, they don't know who murdered her. Oh, my God. But in recent events, a woman was writing a book about this. Um, her last name is Plemons, an author. And she wrote a book that was basically doing a reinvestigation of everything that happened. And um, she ended up finding out what happened to her. What happened? So basically, um, Helen was big into the horse, like owning horses. Equestrian. Yeah, equestrian, like had a horse farm and everything. Sure, sure. And she got, um, she had found that the mafia was buying horses, insuring them, and then killing them. <laughs> what? And then collecting the insurance money. Jesus Christ. And she was going to do a tell-all. She was going to... Helen was. Yeah, she was going to take them to the police and basically say, like, this is Holy what's happening. shit. And the mafia found out. They found... Um, this Plemons woman did an interview with a guy who was unnamed that was from the mafia at the yeah. time. And basically, he told her that they shot her, they chopped her up, and they put her in an incinerator on this like old abandoned factory. Oh, my God. So that's what happened to the, in, the heir to the Barack fortune. What the fuck? And it, it's been unsolved until today from so, 1977. Where'd all that money go? I, th- I think it had that she'd probably had other relatives. Jesus to, Christ, it's insane. Isn't that crazy? I, I had never heard that story before. And I'm so surprised I hadn't because it's so do think, fascinating. Do you think she ever gave candy to the horses? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, sure. like I mean, you know, at some point, you're probably like, oh, come here, come here, Lassie or Rose or whatever your fucking Lassie. name is. Like, here, have a little bit of candy corn. Well, I'm not making fun of her. She's dead. I'm just saying, like, I bet she probably did. Well, I mean, uh, corn is, you know. Right? It's like nearly the same thing. I mean, it's full of corn syrup. Of course, I just have to make fun of this. I can't, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Um, Why don't you tell me one of yours? That's that's crazy though. Um, it also makes me hungry for candy corn. I just bought a bag last week. Um, one of mine. Okay, so the two stories that I have uh, are both from my own life, um, and the first one that I'll tell is actually about the church that I go to. Okay, I go to a church called All Saints Episcopal Church in Ravenswood in Chicago. Um, it is an, uh, obviously it's an, it's an Episcopal church, very progressive. I mean, you f- folks already know me by now. You, you fully know that I will not be going to some kooky Christian, crazy conservative place. Anyways, um, back in the day, uh, if you listen to our Valentine's day episode, okay, that episode was all about, 
um, you know, we did that skit in the beginning, yeah. and that was the um, X Files, exactly right. And it was it was based on a, a a cabaret that I used to direct called Letters X, mm-hmm. and I directed Letters X for about five years in Chicago, um, and it was a lot of fun. I did it with my friends. It was just a good time. And one year that we were rehearsing it, uh, I used all. Well, actually, I used all scenes for most of my rehearsals. But the Parish Hall that we had was great for rehearsals because we, yeah. we had a big stage. It was a big open room. It was just perfect, and it was thankfully, thank God, free. Yeah. So we were using the room, and yada yada yada. We did the show all done. So on closing night, um, we're headed to the bar. Um, we're going to. We were headed to the Red Lion in, in Lincoln Square, actually. And this woman named Emily, who I actually went to college with. Um, she was in the play, and of course, she was at all the rehearsals yeah, at All sure. Saints. And we were in the car, and her boyfriend was driving, her boyfriend Jason. And we were going to the bar, and she turned around in the front seat, and she was like, okay. So listen, Maddie, I have been waiting to tell you this, because I just had to wait. And now that, we're, now that the show's over, I can finally tell you. And she's like, listen, I see things. It's just a thing like with me, a couple other people in my family. It's just like, this is just what it is. Yeah. And so, you know, think whatever you want about that, but I'm going to tell you what happened at your church. And so she said, every night at rehearsal, behind you, there was a man standing in brown robes. And everything I did, he was laughing at me. And he was there for every single rehearsal. And I never said anything, but now I finally have to tell you. Weird. And so... That, of course, freaked me out because I'm at All Saints often. And I'm often there like at the end of meetings, at the end of the night. So like mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm the one who's like closing up, turning off the lights, sure. locking the door. And so one night, um, Bonnie, who is um, who's, uh, our priest and who's becoming a bishop in Michigan now, and she's about to leave. But anyways, um, I told Bonnie one night, not too long after Emily told me. And so I was telling her the story, telling her the story. And Bonnie's been there for a long time. And I told her the part about, and there was a guy wearing brown robes. And when I said brown robes, her mouth dropped open. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, my God. And I said, does that mean something to you? And she said, yeah, that was Father Ed, for sure. Because Father Ed <laughs> oh, was just, in. Oh, just that guy. Totally. And Father Ed was in this Brotherhood of St. Gregory. And they wore robes just like that. And he was the old priest here. Weird. So no doubt that was him. And it was, it, it, it gives me the chill still to think about it just because like I said, I'm there all the time. Um, but especially like when somebody like Bonnie who like is a priest and who like thinks about like the spiritual world very often Sure. when she's like, Oh yeah, no, that's real. Number one. Right. And number two, it was probably him. And number three, you're not crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot for someone that's so steeped in religion to be able to, you know, say that that's something that is real. You without, know what I mean? Without like, a doubt, without a doubt. So yeah, that's that's one of my little creepy stories. If you're ever in Chicago, creepy? I'm happy to show you around uh, that parish hall right where he was standing. Have you ever seen him yourself or any other encounters? No. Or, okay. Um, at, at All Saints, you know, I've been there all hours of the night, literally. I've been, you know, upstairs, downstairs, in this room, in that room. I've never seen anything. I've certainly felt some things before, especially in the basement downstairs, but like, I mean, like, like, like any basement, I mean, they're all kind of spooky. Yeah, right? of course. Um, but the basement can be especially a little, little bit more creepy just because it's a very big kitchen for our food pantry. So there are shelves everywhere. There's just a ton of stuff to navigate around yeah. if it's dark or knock down. Right, in well, the exactly. Dark. Right. So like you're the whole time you're thinking like, fuck, if some spooky ass motherfucker like shows up, <laughs> I got to run through the fucking food pantry and get the fuck upstairs. So, it's a lot, but have I experienced anything? No. Do I think that there are things there? Yes, 
for sure. Cool. Interesting. So there's my first one. That's fun. Okay, have you ever heard of Flight 191? Uh, the one that I flew. I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> I was trying to. No, I can't. I no, didn't. to be totally honest, I just like my first story. I was baffled that I had never heard of this before. What year is it from? Um, it is from 1979. Okay. Um, and ba- it's it's the worst. Is this the one that crashed into a hair? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. So, so I've heard of it, but honestly, I don't know a lot about it. So basically, it was American Airlines Flight 191, and um, upon takeoff, one of their um, engines literally dislodged. From the from the plane, fell to the earth, and then that sent them into a spiral. They went over the highway, like where over like where Tui is. Oh my god! And they landed in a field or in by an old abandoned factory. Thank God, but it was also right next to a mobile home park. Holy shit! And all two hundred and seventy one people on board all were all killed. Oh my god! So and there was a lot of people on there that were. How um, the fuck did that? engine come off the fucking plane well that's the thing is that the plane was actually scheduled for like regular maintenance but to save time and money they forewent all of this and you know it's it's a it's a tragedy that happened but it did make the airline kind of have to never do that again yeah i mean so you know it's horrible that those people had to lose their lives oh my god it probably saved a lot of people's lives in the in the future because then they went back and they found cracks on a lot of the same type of plane in those engines. So motherfucker could have been real bad. So, so are there ghosts like flying so, around right now? <laughs> Part of the plane. So basically, what happened is it, it it actually killed two people on the ground too. Jesus, and there was a lot of damage to the mobile. Um, home Home park park that was like close to there um thank god like nobody else died beyond that but so the weird thing is is that uh, after about a month after people started hearing um knocks at their windows and knocks at their doors and when they would go to answer the door there would be nobody there okay that 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 actually freaks me out right now. And the thing about it is, in this mobile home park, and a lot of the people around there, it's a lot of like retired firefighters, retired police officers. So it's it's they're very like upstanding people, yeah. you know, that were not. I don't think would make this up. It's not like a whole, you know, a whole mobile well, home park would come the, up with a conspiracy. They're also people that like th- those professions, especially, tend to not even talk about those kind of things, right? And there was also a lot of um, reports of dogs that would just be barking into the barking at the field for no reason. People couldn't figure it out. Um, there was even one guy who had a knock at his door. He answered the door, and there was a man there. And the man said, "I, I you know, can I use your phone? I need to make my connection." Oh and my god! Oh my god! Wait, that just scared the hell out of me right now. That scared the hell out of me. Are you kidding me? No. And when he went to turn around to like show him where the phone was, the guy was gone. I have chills. My entire back is a rack of chill, goosebumpy things <laughs> that fucking terrifies me. Somebody put that in a movie right now. I know. Please. How that is, is this not so ever? terrifying? Oh my god! Um, and then the uh, there's one other account of a man who was out walking his dog nearby the field, and um, he came across this boy, um, and he appeared to be like like a steam was coming off of him. Oh, and, oh my god! And no. the guy the guy just saw the guy just thought like oh he must be out like running and no. just, like sweating and you know like when you when you ran in the cold and 
you know, you know, you know, runner. I mean, sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he also like had the faint smell of gasoline. Oh my god, no! And when he, the kid was asking no. if he could, if he could use a, if he, where was the nearest no. payphone? No, he didn't say it. And when he went to go show him where the payphone was, and he turned back, the kid was gone. <laughs> gone in a puff of smoke. Yes. <laughs> oh so. Yeah, that's a flight one. Oh my god! Oh, you guys, I'm sorry. There's a lot that made me feel a lot. Isn't that weird though? That, oh my I'm god. surprised that that is not a more well documented um, kind of haunt because I find that fascinating. Why? You, here's the thing, Chicago filmmakers. We know you're out there and listening. Why don't you fucking make that movie? Right. Why don't you do that one? Because that one actually sounds oh, actually terrifying. One other thing with the doors is that people also reported no. like the door handle no. jiggling. Shut up. Yeah. It's true. God damn it. So, you know what? Also, with all those puns that I was just making back there, my ass going to get haunted. And yeah. I, you know it. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. By the 271 people. <laughs> Keep going. Keep um, going. No, and it, it's worthy to note that a lot of the people in the literary field were on that flight. Like who? Um, so a lot of the editors from Playboy, because Playboy used to be housed in Chicago really? in the 70s. Um, they were all going to like a big literary conference uh. in Los Angeles. So we lost a lot of like very prominent literary folks from Chicago in that accident. Do you so. have any Do you have any of those listening in your article no i didn't have i i know that there are names out there of who they are sure. but i didn't go through and find, to find that names. out because i i did i like i said before i i'd heard of this i did not know it was in the field i thought it was actually on the runway no um and i didn't know the part about the literary people and i did not know the part about the fucking ghost knocking on a door because he had to get his connection yeah so fuck you <laughs> that's terrifying that is very, very scary. All right. Let's hear another one from you, my friend. <laughs> okay. So my last one is is this one. And this is actually about a relative of mine. It's actually still living. Ooh, um, okay. So this is one of my nephews. I won't say his name. Um, but this nephew is... I love this nephew. As I love all of my nieces and nephews. Uh, this one, he's had some issues. Okay. And he has been involved in things that he should never have gotten involved in. And he's made a lot of mistakes. And I hope that if he ever does listen to this, he knows that I do love him. Yeah, of course. you need to get your act together, and I hope that you keep it together. Beyond all of that, I've often thought about things that happen with, with, with literal ghost stories from his childhood. Okay. And wondering about if that is the reason why he's been affected. Like ghosts that happened to him? Yep. Or Okay, so like not stories that were told. Yes, and I okay. really did think hard about sharing this story, but I'm going to share it. So... Um, this nephew of mine, um, the the scariest. Well, no, I'll start here. So going back to the house where they lived, okay, um, which is in the hometown where where I grew up in Hobart. Um, things happen there, man. Like, I mean, I used to babysit the kids because I was just of the age where I could watch all like fucking five of them. Cause yeah, f- five of them. Um, and there was there was always there was always something there. There was always yeah. a sound happening. There was always a thing shaking. There was always something not working right. It, it's hard to explain because I never like saw it like overtly. Firsthand, yeah. But there was always something, and there were there were things that were overt to the family. Mm-hmm. Like there were there were the, like their kitchen was such that their dining room table was in the was in the kitchen, and like it was obviously away from the faucet, but you could see the faucet, right? Yeah, of course. And so, a, a lot of times, the faucet would just turn on by itself and turn off. And turn back on, and like not because it wasn't right. Like my brother knew what he was doing with it, right? Yeah. 
And so, like, y'all call a plumber? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was stuff like that, or stuff like there was always a sound in the basement. There was this one story that my brother told me about how, like, when he was in the living room, he would hear in the bathroom closest to it, like these like sounds, like it was like a it was like a, a mouse in there or something. And so he he would he would go in there and the, and the noise would stop and then he would go back to the living room and it would be back again and he would okay. go back in and it would stop again, and he like even at one point blocked up all the vents he cocked everything like everything was totally sealed, like the 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 noise would not go away it just it was like stuff like that weird. There was one night that my brother and his wife were laying in bed watching TV. Okay, and they heard my nephew, um, you know, around around through the kitchen and around the corner, and that was where his bedroom was. And they heard him scream, just blood curdling scream, like in the middle of the night. Yeah, and like I mean, no, 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 like 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 around bedtime, but not like two in the morning, right? Okay. So like maybe like ten or eleven. Okay, and like imagine hearing your kid not just like. Not, not not they not, fell not like yelp yeah like, not that their brother punched them not that they're angry like this is the sound of a child who was genuinely terrified yeah and they said that my nephew they they heard that scream and then because he was running and then he got to the sill of you know, of where the door was in the bedroom and he leapt not like jumped he flew to their fucking bed <laughs> and he was covering his face and he was bawling uncontrollably okay when they finally calm him down he tells them that in the bedroom and he was probably god he, he was not very old he was probably 12 maybe that's i mean that's of of age it's, where it's you, old enough to know what's going yeah, on yeah yeah right? yeah like maybe he was 13 and he said that he was he was getting undressed for bed and he had his back to his bed and as he was doing that he heard Oh, no. And when he turned around on the bottom of the bunk bed, there was a little boy in a cowboy Ah! outfit who was looking at him and beckoning him with his finger. Well, no. And he saw that and he split. Good for him. He split. So that story still, I mean, we've been telling that story for a long time. Yeah. It still terrifies me. And I I hear that sound in my head all the time that I hear it. All the time. Gross. And it has made me really think, um, you know, was, what was he? Do you want me to bleep out yeah, that we'll, name? we'll bleep that up. <laughs> it has, it made me really think, like, did he, was he seeing things? Is, does he still see things? And that's why he's. Is that why part of him had to like go do other things? I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. But it, it really has been something that, that's been on my mind as an uncle. Yeah. Um, and so that's my other story. It's a little sad, yeah, but um, but also pretty fucking terrifying. You know, I want to ha- I want to add one more in. Yeah, sure, but but yeah. just one thing yeah, to no, finish that off is um is you know like if your kids are experiencing something, like you should talk to them about it. Yeah, and you should sure. you know treat it if they're treating it real, you treat it real too. Yeah, totally. And like f- f- discover more with them, dig into it, find out more. There's my story. Cool. Um, the other one I just wanted to talk about yeah. was um, our old house, 1907. Oh my god! Honestly, how can we not talk about that? I know because um, stuff happened to all of us, all, like including all of us. me, and I didn't, um, I didn't even live there. So this is when myself and Michael um, first met. 
I was living with one of my friends next door. Yeah. And when we got together, we had been together for enough time to where we decided to move in together. Um, our other roommate decided to, uh, my other roommate decided to move over with by, us. By long enough, he means two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> um, but she decided to move in too because there was another bedroom. So Our friend Kelly. Yeah, our friend Kelly. Yeah. Um, and so um, she moved into Michael's old bedroom. Me and Michael moved into the back bedroom. Yes. Yeah, and, I can see um, it in my head now. Michael was telling me uh, a story one time about um, how he woke up one night and there was a man in his room and um, he was offering him a plate of cookies. Oh, Jesus. And Michael kind of just turned over and was like, that's not there. That's not real. I'm not man. looking. <laughs> like, <clears throat> But the funny thing is, is that when Kelly moved into that bedroom, um, she was having a lot of trouble sleeping and she would, she told me one night and Mike, she had not heard the story from Michael that, um, sorry, I have to clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> And she was telling Michael that, um, or she was telling me that when she was having these dreams, that there was a man sitting at the end of her bed. And that's when I had to tell her, oh, well, Michael told me a story about a man being in that room, too. Jesus. So it's kind of weird. And to be fair, I had a really bad spot of sleepwalking when we lived in that house um, and was plagued with a lot of like sleep paralysis and it was pretty bad. There was there was one thing that happened to me in that house, and that was um, that 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 particular house had a really great backyard, um, and it had like a good we had like a good fire pit back there, and it's a lot of parties. It was just it was a really it was a really fun house. Yeah, um, and we we hung out in that backyard all the fucking time. Like seriously, so there was one night. It was in like the late summer, um, and we were hanging out. Um, and this is when we were still talking to a friend we no longer talked to. And and he was there. And I was talking to him about something. And we were talking about the ghost in the house. Yeah. And I remember um, one of us saying, like, oh, take a picture right now. Like, turn around and take a picture of the window right oh, now. Oh, God. And I turned around and I took a picture. And then I took another picture of that friend that we no longer talked to that begins with a J. And a couple of other pictures. When those pictures, like, I forget. I must have taken them on my phone. When they, like, when I looked at them in, like, the sober light of day the next day. There was shit all over everywhere. There was, and it wasn't just like little orbs because you know whatever you think about those, that could be this, it could be that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there was like a mist over our friend. (laughs) There was a mist up at the window. I mean, I I still have them somewhere. Like those, it was there for fucking sure, without a doubt. And that house always felt like there was somebody watching you. It was always just like a specter around you. There was something there for sure yeah it was it was it was bad for a little while there yeah. there was a time where i woke up and i was in the basement <gasps> and i just didn't know what happened oh my god there was a time <sighs> where i i woke myself up showering oh my god i was in the shower i it it, it is the craziest thing it i my sleepwalking <sighs> has since gone way down yeah like it does not happen to me hardly at all anymore huh. and if it does it's usually me just trying to go to the bathroom so, so. was it really sleepwalking or was it just the house? I don't know. The hell house. We'll leave you. The house we'll that leave. October built. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you with that, <laughs> listeners. All right. I think we'll take a quick break. And what, then we'll, what are we coming back with? We'll come back with what you've been watching. Bitch. Oh, what? This is going to be a fun one. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. We're back with everyone's favorite segment, Whatcha Been Watching, Bitch? 
And if you've never listened to us before, this is literally where we just talk about what we've been watching. Bitch! <laughs> and that's what we're going to do right now. So we each have um, a few choices of our own, but this month, something new. Because all of you know that we have recently started our Patreon. Yeah. And we promise we won't annoy you with this. But the Patreon thing is awesome. We're going to tell you more about it later. At the end of the But episode. one of the benefits of the Patreon is at which level, Andrew, do you Five get this? $5 level. At the $5 a month level, we're going to do this thing for you where we watch the movie that you tell us to watch. It can be anything. It can be a drama. It can be a love story. It can be pornography. What? <laughs> yes, whatever you want. And so we've watched a couple of films, one each for each of us. I want to put a caveat about those on today. That. I want to put a little caveat on What's that. What's the caveat? It has to be accessible. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's just some movies out there that you can't find. Yeah, I'm, like, well, you know, but I'm sure our Patreons are lovely people, and they will... They well, you will... just told them that we can watch porn now, so... <laughs> well, I mean, we can. Um, and, you know, if, and if they if they have a film that that is not accessible, I'm sure that they'll help us out with that. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about the first one, which is from you. Yeah, so this is a Patreon pick from David Glauner. Thank you, David. Uh, he wanted us to... Or, so let's, we'll put another caveat. We're going to each watch one. Yeah, Because we have to just get through them. So um, uh, he wanted uh, me to watch In the Tall Grass, which is a new Netflix film that just came on with Patrick Wilson. From Stephen King. Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. Okay. It's a collaborative effort. Um, they're, they're novella In the Tall now, Grass. I have heard some mixed reviews about this. How'd you like it? Um, you know, it's really weird. Hmm. It's a very weird story. And I have not read the novella. So I'm not sure what is loyal to the novella versus what they did for the movie on Netflix. Sure, sure. Um, it plays a lot with I'm not and this is not giving anything away, but it plays a lot around with um, like time and space and huh. like multiple person multiple um universes and times and it's it's just Interesting. it's very confusing. Um, I didn't hate it. Uh, it's a little too long. It's like an hour and 45 minutes and it feels like it could be summed up in like a, an episode of in something. 20 minutes. Well, in like an hour, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, sure, sure. Like an episode of Black Mirror or something. I don't know. It doesn't, mm, okay. have, it doesn't have anything to do with technology, so it doesn't work, but yeah, sure. you know, you know what I'm saying. But that, that, that's sort of structure. Yeah. Though. That makes sense to me. It just feels like it went on a little too long. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I got it. <laughs> the ending is very weird and, um, you're just left, no, you're, you're left with a question of, so are they good or are they not like what's huh. happening? So, you know, I, you know, if you have Netflix and you're looking for something spooky for October, I'd say, give it a try. Sure. Um, if, if it's very Stephen King. Yeah. Um, so some of the dialogue's not the best. Um, <laughs> Patrick Wilson does a great job in it. He's sure. full on like naked. No, he's full on. <laughs> I like how you go directly to naked. Well, you said uh, full on. He's full on like Nick caging it in that movie. Like really? where he's just like, insane huh. essentially um but you know if you're looking for something new for october and you run out of stuff i'd say give it a try all right fair but enough. thank you david for recommending us to thank watch it. you david for making us watch this bitch and for you <laughs> i had a great pick um this is from our patreon uh simon exton so simon thank you for for bringing this to our attention because i really enjoyed watching this oh good um it's called victim it's from 1961 it is available on youtube um i will say that the youtube version is totally watchable the, the you know there's not crazy subtitles in like serbian or something yeah <laughs> um but 
you know, I, I would like to watch it again in a better format. Like just, more, just putting that out. Is there. it just like an HD? I mean, you know, HD thing. No, I just mean like you know, it's a little, it's a little compressed and everything. Like, oh. I, I, if I could like watch like a, a DVD of it, that would be great, or a Blu-ray or whatever. Anyways, I digress. Victim is um, from 1961, as I said. It is British. It is very noir. Um, it's black and white, of course. It's a really great film. Um, and it's all about um, homosexuals uh, in England okay. in the 60s, pre-1967. And 1967 is when homosexuality was finally made legal in England. Keep gotcha. In mind. So before that, it was a, it was a, a law of indecency. Um, and 90% of black male victims in England were homosexuals. And so it was a rampant crime. It was actually really rampant in England. Hmm. And this movie is all about that. And it, it centers around um, a barrister, which is a lawyer in England. Um, and it, uh, the barrister is played by Dirk Bogard, and his name is Melville Farr. Very <laughs> English name. But Melville Farr um, learns about, uh, is called into the police because there is a boy, and the boy's name is, uh, is uh, Jack, oh, what's his last name? Jack Barrett. And so they call him Boy Barrett. Um, and Barrett was arrested by the police because he was stealing money from his firm um, because he was being blackmailed by somebody. And so he was desperate and trying to get out of the country, and he was contacting any contact that he had made with men whom he presumably had had sex with before. Gotcha. And one of them was this barrister who's very well respected, about to become a Queen's counselor or a QC, and also has a wife in 60s London. So it's Whoopsies. a story, exactly, a story kind of all about that. Uh, it's a story about uh, about real courage because what, um, what uh, Dirk Bogard's character really has to decide is am I going to um, stand up against this and sort of stand up against the hypocrisy of gays being persecuted in England and against the blackmail, or am I going to not do that and keep living my my happy little life with my wife and become a QC and keep doing what I think I'm supposed to do? It's a it's a wonderful film. It's it's it tackles a lot of themes way ahead of its time. Um, Roger Ebert wrote a great review of this. Not really a review, but more of a, a retrospective in 2004. Um, and he even talks about when he met Dirk Bogard, who who himself was gay. Oh, um, okay. And also, Dirk Bogard was a World War II veteran. And I watched this morning this interview with him where he talks about liberating Dachau. And he was in the concentration camp. And he just talks about the story it was incredible weird um he had an incredible life uh he is of course now gone he himself was gay he never came out of the closet which is so sad um but he had the courage to play this role which destroyed his film career which reminded me a lot of mark Patton, who yeah. we interviewed mm -hmm. recently and so you know for mark i'm going to tell you about this you should watch victim two if you haven't seen it um, and it was really, really incredible. I cool. highly recommend it, especially if you're LGBT. Um, it's noir. It's cool. It's about an hour 40. You can handle it. It's free. Go watch it. I'll take and it a thank try. you again, Simon, for that pick. Mr. Patreon, we love you. Yes. Yes. Um, so my next pick is um, Light as a Feather. Have you heard of this? It's it's uh, from a few years ago, right? Well, it's on Hulu. So it's, okay. it's, a, it's a TV show. And they just released their second season. Oh, God, I lied. I thought it was a movie. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a show. Well, it's on Hulu. I don't, okay. I don't even think. Do you even have Hulu? I have Hulu. Oh, okay. It, uh, you know, you get Hulu for free now if you're a Spotify person. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. Um, well, well, if you are looking for something that's kind of in the vein of like a modern day, 
what would be a good like a almost like a Dawson's Creek or like a I don't know, like a teeny, okay. like kind of a teeny or like a teeny bopper show. Is it like Dawson's Creek but spooky? Kind of. Huh. But the thing about it is, is every time I'm watching this show and I'm thinking like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm too old for this. Maybe yeah. I'm like, maybe this is not for me. They do something crazy. Like really? fucking kill one of the main characters. <laughs> or, Jesus, God. Or uh, there's one point where a guy gets a, uh, what do you call that? Like an iron rod, like jammed through him. Oh my God. It's 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 visceral, it's but it's, it's surra- what they're relying on. Yeah, and I I I actually really I like it a lot. Wow. And they just released their second season. It's all about um, a curse, and the curse is passed on by um, the person that is cursed plays a round of light as a feather, stiff as a board, with um, a group of people. And during that session, when they are playing, she foretells their death, like how they're going to die. Jesus, but then it comes true. And the only way that she can keep the curse away is if she plays with people. And unfortunately, those people die. That's insane. And so the whole show is about them trying to get rid of the curse. So I I, I would say if you like if you like shows like Buffy or like um, Charmed or stuff like that, this is this would be right up your alley. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it it's like fun. fun. It, I mean, especially for October, that sounds kind of perfect. The episodes are literally like 22 minutes. I'm they're, into they're it. They're super short. Good, good, good. Because you know what? I don't have time for anymore. Long shit. Time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have time for checking the time. Like, what's, I don't. What's your second pick? Uh, second pick is Les Garçons Sauvages, um, which is on Shutter right now. And uh, Les Garçons Sauvages is roughly the Wild Boys. Mm. I'm going to tell you something right now. Is it? It's so French, correct? Yeah. Okay, okay. You 100% have never seen a film like this in your fucking life. It is insane. One of the craziest things I've ever watched before. The director is Bertrand Mandicot. Um, It is French. It's all in French. Um, It is a wild phantasm of a movie. It is incredibly sexual. You have no fucking clue how sexual this is. Um, probably one of the most sexualized movies that I think I've actually ever seen oh, in weird. my life. Um, it is a gender bending mind fuck. There is sex all over. It's a crazy ghost story, a crazy phantasm. It's the story of these four Gosson Sauvage wild boys who mm-hmm. are just completely just assholes. And their parents send them off with this Dutch captain on the seas. And the Dutch As captain, <laughs> exactly, to like make them better, right? Oh, and, it kind of reminds me of uh, what's that movie with all the boys on the ship? Oh, um, Lord, White, White Squall. Oh, oh God, I love yeah. White Squall. Let, we can talk about that <laughs> yeah, later, that, girl. That's for another conversation. I'm going to tell you what that was a, one of my favorite films when I was growing up, <laughs> and um, we all know why. <laughs> anyways, back to this one. Um, Les Garçons Sauvages. They they send the boys off because they raped their teacher and killed her. Oh my God. Um, which is the sequence of that you you will not believe. You won't believe it. Um, well, the French are kind of known for their extreme, oh, like extreme films. So. Girl, when you and I highly, highly recommend you watching this because you will have a visceral reaction one way or the other. Ugh. I happen to really like it. Um, it was really intense. Um, I was drinking wine. You should probably have some drinks when you watch this. I'm not <laughs> fucking kidding. Um, but yeah, they go off for this captain. They go to this crazy island, and on the island, a bunch of other shit happens. I'm just going to leave it there. But you should watch it. It is on Shutter. Shutter should be um, applauded for having really bold and courageous movies, like, for example, Rift that I have mentioned many times before from Iceland, or like Les Garçons Sauvages from France. Incredible films, 
Shutter is where it is at. Why the fuck aren't you sponsoring us? We're very angry <laughs> with you right now. But that's my second pick. Cool. I'm into it. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my third one was also a Netflix watch. Okay. Uh, it is called Headcount. Mm. Um, it is all about two brothers that are out um, in the desert, and they're, they are, uh, what do you call it, hiking. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't get to that word. But what do you call it? What's that word again? Hiking. Feet <laughs> up where they walk. Um, and they stumble upon this other group of like partying, you know, okay. uh, like-minded people. And the one guy kind of fancies one of the girls, and so he goes back to their house, and they unknowingly let loose uh, a demon. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But the cool thing about this movie is that the demon is a shapeshifter. Oh. And so there are certain points, and this is not giving anything away, but there are certain points in the movie where the person that you are thinking in the room is the person. It's actually the demon. Whoa. And they do a lot of cool things with that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, The the only thing I will say is that when they actually like show what the demon looks like, it's it's not great. Yeah, yeah, sure, Um, sure. But if you can tell it's a low budget movie but other than that i had a great time with it awesome. it was it was a fun um unexpectedly good watch i, I love think, it that's awesome a random netflix movie that showed up cool. so watch head count on okay. netflix my next one um is joker um oh, yes. saw it um, another divisive film it's divisive and I, I gotta tell you you know i went into it trying not to read a lot of the criticism um and by that i mean all criticism not just one way or the other um, and I got to tell you, people are wrong, man. Like the, what the general gist is that people are saying about this film is really incorrect. This film is about class. It's about mental illness. It's about abuse. And it's about violence. And it's a really fucking great movie. Cool. I loved it. Um, you know, it just so happens, too, for me that I'm really into the Batman universe. So like. I'm into Batman. I'm not, as you know, I'm not super into a lot of other superhero stuff. Like sure. I'm not into like Avengers or any of that. I love Batman. I always have. This really spins the whole Batman world on its head in a very interesting way. Um, I think it's a really great film, especially for our zeitgeist right now, with just thinking about how you know the the rich and the poor and the big gap between. Um, it's an excellent movie. I really liked it, and I cool. was really surprised not pleasantly i was really surprised that a lot of the criticism that i've been reading it almost seemed like they didn't even see the movie Hmm. and i really mean that like i don't understand how we watch the same film interesting um so i encourage you if you have not seen it yet or if you were worried about the criticism to indeed go see it or rent it at least you spend the two dollars or get it for free if you can and form your own opinion, which is often what we do on this show, right? Yeah, because of you can make your own opinion about things that uh, should always be predicated on one thing: actually seeing the movie. Yeah, that's then step you can one. make an opinion. <laughs> step one. Um, it was very well done, and I think Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job. Cool, really, really good. And Francis Conroy was also wonderful too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, great, great, great flick. Yeah, it, it's. It, I can just tell from the previews and kind of, it's just not a movie for me. And and like you, like sure. you, I'm I'm just not really that into Batman. Yeah, if if like, you're, if you're you not know? really super into Batman, you might not even really 
yeah, think I, about it. I mean, I might watch it when it comes out to like rent, yeah. like rent or whatever, because I'm sure it'll go to HBO at some point. Oh, or, with, without a doubt. So, I mean, I'll, sure. I'll get to it, but yeah. it's just not something I'm like chomping at the bit to of watch. Course. But I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, me too. So, our my final one is this little movie that I've been seeing um, floating around the horror community called Haunt. Hmm. And Haunt is um, basically about, it's. it reminded me a ton of Hellfest. Okay. So it's about a group of kids that stumble upon a haunt um, out in the middle of nowhere. And that's from this year. It's from this year. It's available to rent on On Demand. Um, I believe it will, it's most likely going to either go to probably Shudder or Netflix, I would think, in the, com- in the coming weeks. Is this from Eli Roth? Uh, he produced it, okay. I believe. Um, it. it it's it's okay um i don't think it's great um there's some good kills in it um the acting is well done there's a decent story in there i I don't know if it's worth spending the extra money to seek out because i know this kind of a movie and this kind of movie always shows up on one of these streaming services eventually so if you're if you want to watch something spooky for halloween it's a decent watch i think there's a lot of other stuff out there that's probably better um like I said, some good kills, some decent stuff in there, but I think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. Interesting. Um, and I uh, will be—I'm eager to hear what other people here uh, think about it because I, I'm getting a lot of my like horror community people that are kind of just like, "Meh, it's fine." Is—is is, is it on Shutter yet? No, it's still just on on demand. Hmm, to interesting. Rent. But I have a feeling that after the Halloween season, because let's get let's get one thing straight. During Halloween season, all these entertainment companies exploit the shit out of uh, their of horror movies. Of course they do. Like, Which they should. They they pull everything down and make it all that you have to rent it or buy it. Of course. It's, it's like a whole thing. It but, make, And it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're, they got to make money, too. I get right. it. But like, if you're not willing to spend the money, I guarantee Haunt will go to one of those streaming <laughs> yes. services November 1st. Just, just wait. <laughs> so, you'll be fine. And if you're like most of our listeners and like us, we watch horror all year round so just i would give it a wait and then take a take a watch and form your own opinion on it which is sometimes what i wish we could do with some of the movies that we <laughs> choose but that's just how it is thank you patreon for helping us out with with those <laughs> rentals uh, uh my final pick and the final one for this segment is going to be uh another one from shutter my favorite network and it's the new uh reboot of creep show oh cool which is fantastic it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I'm caught up now. Um, I will say the first episode, I was a little worried with the first story about okay. about the monster. Wasn't super into it, to be honest. Um, but it was uh, redeemed very quickly with the story about the dollhouse. Oh, the yeah, dollhouse yeah, yeah. story was really well done. Genuinely creepy. Um, and also, you know, sort of haunting. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely left me haunted. Um, this, of course, is a reboot or uh, I guess a reimagining, revisioning, whatever, of the um, the creep show from the 80s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the early 80s, right? Yeah. Creep what show year. and then creep show two. In what, the, in, what year was creep show one? Yeah, I want to say like 79, 80. Somewhere right around there. Very early. Yeah. Um, it really brings you back. I, I remember watching creep show with my siblings when I was a kid. Um, we had it on tape somewhere. Somebody taped it off TV, right? Sure. And and they were always wonderful. They they, actually, they freaked me out. I'm actually a really big fan of Creep Show too. Also, yeah. I mean, they're they're all great. Yeah. So Creep Show um, three. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, um, but this, I think it's it's always fun when there's some new money behind it. There's always fun. I think it's fun when Shutter puts some some energy behind it too because Shutter's design and the way that Shutter just like looks and feels for a new horror community that we all are a part of now. Um, is just great, and they've really brought that to Creep Show, and it's fun as fuck, and it's good, 
and I'm glad it came out, you know, right around Halloween time. And you should definitely watch it if you haven't given it a watch yet. And also, honestly, if you have not subscribed to Shutter yet, just fucking do it. It's, well, it's, fi- like it's five, five bucks a month. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's literally four ninety nine. Yeah. If you're a horror fan and you're really wondering if you should, there's no reason why you shouldn't do it. Like, don't buy a donut once a month. And then you got Shutter done. You're set. Uh, yeah, uh, Creep Show. I've watched the first two episodes because I think yeah. they've released four at yeah. this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen the first two. Yeah. Um, like you, I'm kind of um, hit or miss on the on the individual stories. Yeah. Um, but same. but overall, I'm still like really enjoying like the overall. I don't know. I don't know how the right word is like creepiness of it. Totally. And, like you never know. I I love those little anthology shows where you kind of don't know what you're gonna get each same, time. Same. Uh, it was really funny to see the triumphant return of DJ Qualls. <laughs> yes, I know. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm in. I'm glad it's out there in the universe. Me too. Um, I'm hoping that they get a little more consistent with the the stories. I I have a feeling that in the next season, because I'm sure that they'll do another season, that they're probably going to get some new directors for it. Like more highlight. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, a lot of the old guys came back for this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that the new one, when they do it, and, and this is what I'm hopeful for, is that it's going to be scarier, yeah, more disturbing, but like not in a funny way, like genuinely, genuinely creepy. Like the word creepy, I want that. I, why can't we just? be scary anymore like there, there, there there's this weird and we don't have to go on too long about this because we've kind of talked about it before but everything has to be like ended with like kind of a no i hey i totally get it you know like we were saying before um on facebook recently we you know we were, in our last episode we talked about candy mania yeah. and people were talking about you know oh, i wonder what jordan peele's is going to be like and i made the comment like look i love jordan peele get out is one of my favorite horror films of all time i really love us but Jordan Peele has a habit of putting a lot of humor into it. Right. And it's often the kind of humor that can sometimes be not, not like, duh, 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 it but, takes, but it takes you out of it. It takes you out of it yeah. for a minute. And it gives, it gives the audience, especially if you're in a fucking movie theater, like the excuse to just have uproarious laughter where it's really not needed. Yeah. And so like what I'm very hopeful for once again, in the new Candyman, which is a horror masterpiece, the new one, really, please, God. Just be scary. Do not be funny. Just be, be like the original, which was legitimately fucking terrifying the whole way through. Right. There was no comedy put into the Candyman part one ever. Nowhere in there. Just do it like that, please. I'm with you on this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, We're that... feeling feelings over here. I have vapors. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, if you want to uh, participate in What You've Been Watching, bitch, uh, you can subscribe at the $5 level on Patreon. Yep. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the show, but we don't want to go on too long about it. Yeah. We're yeah. Not, I'll tell them about we're not the, those people. <laughs> right. But I'll tell them about the new level. Um, it's 40 bucks a month, and I do ASMR for you all night. Oh, We'll if, talk about that girl, later. Girl, if you wanna if you wanna put that we'll on. We'll talk about universe. that later. We'll talk about that later. Um, all right, so we'll Next take a, segment. We'll, we'll take a quick break and then um, we're kind of diverging <laughs> diverging from our, our normal uh, stuff. It always devolves into ASMR. I know. Keep I going, know. keep uh, going. We're we're diverting from our normal um, way of doing things, and we'll still be bringing you a uh, what you've been not what you've been watching a horror in the media segment, but it's going to be structured as a versus. So it will be the House's October built versus Hell House LLC coming when we get back. The 
Tell me about yourself and what are we doing? You want my name? My name is Zach. You've known me for 20 years, Mikey. I rented an RV. I want to find the most extreme haunted house in the world. What is an extreme haunt? I don't understand how far, like how far they, you really can go on without hurting somebody. What's your name, buddy? Hi, Mikey. What's the camera for? Are you doing doing crime stuff with your cops or something? We're doing to catch a predator. To catch a predator? We're gonna go. What's going on? Do you care if we ask you some questions? I'm with all this group of people and we're trying to find something extreme. Hey, we got it. It's in Louisiana this year. We don't have an address though. <laughs> this is where they said to go. Is that the girl from the haunt? She didn't really say anything. Something happened to your car? that night at the Abaddon Hotel. What is that? It's everything. Sarah, have you watched those? No. So you have no idea what's on them. How beautiful is this? House. Ladies and gentlemen and gender non-conforming people, welcome to Friday the 13th Halloween Horror Battle. In this corner we have the houses October built, and in this corner we have Hell House LLC. That's right, ladies and gentlemen and gender non-conforming people. It is time for us to battle it out between Houses October Built and Hell House LLC. And remember, whichever film loses, we're going to sacrifice. Well, I have a feeling from our... We'll get into it, but I have a feeling from our um, loose conversation before that we disagree on this Okay, that's good. Well... We'll see. Still, somebody's got to win, Andrew, and someone's got to die. So we're just going to see what has to happen there. Okay? Maybe it'll just be you. Oh, uh, well, it might be you. It might be you too. We're going <laughs> to see what happens. Let's, let's battle this fucker out. Okay, let's, do it. let's start with um, just because we go in chronologi- chronological yeah. order. So we're, let's start with um, the house's October built. If you wouldn't mind giving me a brief synopsis and um, some of the notable cast, which so... in both these movies, I don't know if they're notable, but just yeah, read I the mean, names. I, they're not. They're... <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, they're not notable. Um, the House's October Built is from 2014. It was directed by Bobby Rowe, who also is in the film as Bobby, funny enough. In fact, all of the actors in the movie play themselves. Uh, Brandy Schaefer, Zach Andrews, Bobby Rowe, Mikey Rowe, Jeff Larson, they all play their own names within the film. Um, The synopsis we have here from IMDb is beneath the fake blood and cheap masks of countless haunted house attractions across the country. There are whispers of truly terrifying alternatives looking to find an authentic blood curdling good fright for Halloween. Five friends set off on a road trip in an RV to track down these underground haunts. Just when their search seems to reach a dead end, (laughs) strange and disturbing things start to happen, and it becomes clear that the haunt has come to them. That's the house's October built. 
film? Um, this film, I got to tell you, really surprised me. So this is a first time watch for you. First time watch for me. I am, and I make I make no bones about this. I am not a huge fan of the found footage genre. That's not my thing. Not it's your not jam. my bag. We can, and we're and we're going to talk more about that because. I don't look at the entire genre and just say, eh, you suck. There are reasons why I find most of the films to be not just not great, but honestly sort of irritating. And this one had a lot of those things. And mm-hmm. I wrote these down in my iPad, you know, notes thing, which just is like a, a never ending scroll, right? <laughs> and it's just a bunch of shit that's like, uh, why, 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 dumb, 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 dumb. And then all of a sudden I wrote, oh, this is kind of getting oh, good. That's interesting. That's a really interesting turn. Okay, now I think I get it. Yeah. I liked it at the end. I really did. Yeah, I think um, there, there's a thing in this movie and why it suffers a little bit for me is that it just, it's a great idea. Sure. It's a great idea for a movie. I think they just take too long to get to the point. 100% agree with you. Like, in fact, one of the notes that I wrote down after I finally wrote like, oh, I, I get it now was but boy it took a long time to get here. yeah like i think you could have taken out the whole um uh we went to a stripper bar part like that could come out easily um i what was interesting in this movie though is that they did go to actual haunted houses sure sure the thing that annoyed me is that they said, "Oh, we're going to go across the country yeah, and go no. to haunted houses." Actually, you just went to Texas. They were they were <laughs> so. purely in the southeast. That's all that they did. Um, you know, there. What I think that the film, where it succeeds, mm-hmm. this is where I think it succeeds. I think at its heart, and I don't know if the filmmaker was doing this or not. I'm going to guess not, but this is what how I read it. At its heart, it's about Americans. Um, not looking at the stuff that is actually scary around them Mm -hmm. and seeking out the things that they deem to be scary. Sure. So if you look around in this film, you're going to see a lot of scary shit. You're going to see Confederate flags. You're going to see um, poverty. You're going to see making fun of poor people. You're going to see casual sexual assaults. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to see rampant misogyny. You're going to see a lot of things that are really bad and really scary. Um, and in, and what you're going to see on top of that is a group of five white people who think that they are better, are better than everybody <laughs> and that they're going to go out and rent this stupid RV and go on this weird journey. And for some reason, and this is one of my problems with found footage films, oh, let's just document the whole thing. Um, there's never a reason why things are actually being documented. They're just being documented because no, maybe we might make a movie out of it later. Yeah, There's never like a real reason for it. We never really find that out, which I think is a a common characteristic. Um, But the fact that the film ended up for me being about that, that then when, when you go looking for what you think is scary, actually we're going to show you how fucking scary it can be for you. You want to do that? Guess what? I'm going to turn it on its fucking head right now. And that part I think was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And in the end, what I liked about it a lot was that the people who were doing the things to them at the the blue skeleton haunt in Louisiana, because mm-hmm. that's where they end up. They, they've been looking this whole time, the whole movie, for this really scary place 
with this group called Blue Skeleton. It's supposed to be a, a very immersive experience. You have to like know the password. You have to go talk to these people at some crazy bar. You mm. got to like meet the girl in a mask. You it's like um, do the shit. Right? No holds barred. Exactly. Type thing. And they fuck these people up and then they bury them alive. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends and you don't know what, what happened. actually happened. And so for me, I thought that was genuinely scary. And the people doing it do not appear to be demons or whatever. They just appear to be people in yeah. masks. Mm-hmm. And that part, I thought, was actually genuinely scary. Yeah. I there there So there are two parts in this movie that I think are super successful. Yeah. I think the first time that you uh, encounter like the doll face girl. On, the, he, on the bus or, and, or, in yeah. the, or in the haunted no, house? No, when he brings her on the RV. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then she's just sitting there. <gasps> all of a sudden, she just starts going... Yeah. And just scream. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, this is yeah. definitely unnerving. And um there I think there's a really successful part where they turn on the lights and there's people surrounding them. That was. Um it's kind of like Blair Witch on an RV yeah, type sure, of thing. Um, sure. and I think the last like, I don't know, what is that, like ten minutes of it's the, the last, movie? About ten minutes, yeah. Like I think that's genuinely pretty scary. Um other than that, it just is kind of like here are my home movies of me getting drunk all the time and making fun of poor people. Like I, I don't know. I guess the only thing about that though is <laughs> I mean, it, it is annoying to watch in reflection now after you're done. It does set up the it sets up the system um, for really not liking them yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. You know, like it's it's almost like did did the filmmaker want me to look at that so much that by the end, I'm like, oh, my God, actually, please bury them alive. Please bury them alive. <laughs> um, there are a couple things that I wrote down. Um, I thought that the the bunny man in the in the, the woods, in the woods was, yeah. was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. And also, like, did you just want to tell the dude, like, can you just fucking go pee? Yeah. <laughs> just go pee anywhere. Yeah. You don't have to go that deep in the woods. No. Just go pee. Um, th- there's a couple parts that annoyed me. Um, there's a part towards the beginning where our main character girl gets into a coffin and then freaks out and she's like, why would you do that to me? And I'm like, actually, you just got in a coffin. If you're claustrophobic, don't get in a coffin. Like, stupid. And there's a thing about both these movies and I think that this is kind of a thing that you are, you're struggling to find likability within the characters. Sure. Because they're just always such assholes without a doubt uh, but there is some likability to our our girl character in, in, in this in this movie and i think she did a good job of like writing the line of like being like i'm i'm with these guys so i kind of have to laugh along with the joke but i'm also like no let's stop fucking around like let's do something yeah um but we have our main character that just kind of keeps pushing and pushing, pushing and pushing and yeah. gets what gets what he wants i guess in the end um i i think that i i so with both of these movies, I had seen both of them before, um, but I literally could not remember them yeah, for the sure. life of me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, it was like I watched a movie and it was completely erased from my brain. So it was like watching them over Sort again. of like some of the found footage in every found yes. footage movie. There's always something missing. Um, so I, 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 I struggle to like this one a ton yeah. just because I think that it's kind of just like somebody took an iPhone and went to a bunch of haunted houses sure. and then like made a wraparound story about it. Sure. Without a doubt. But I do kind of like that idea too. I like the idea of like people like, cause I think that would be super fun to go to all these different haunts and like sure. interview the people. And, but the thing about the way that they do it is it's all in a demeaning way rather than like them being genuinely interested. Instead of in them people. being subjects, they are, they are jokes. Yeah. So it, 
it ultimately, like I said, it falls a little flat for me. Um, great idea. I think the last 10 minutes is good. There's some good scares in the sure. middle, but overall I'm just kind of like meh on it. I, 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 I like the film better than hell house. That's, that's not a surprise to you, but, um, there, there are reasons. I, I do think that the, um, the redeeming quality of the story at the end is what saves it for me. Don't watch the sequel then. I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> Um, I, I like the turn and I like that it made me think, hmm, okay, yeah, this is actually Americans ignoring everything around them that actually is scary. And honestly, to our listeners that like um, the houses that October built, I would stay far away from the sequel because it, it kind of ruins the first movie for wow, me. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to rent it. So yeah. that's, that's not going to happen for sure. Well, yeah. The, oh, we should mention this was also a cursed movie. Yeah. So for those <laughs> of you who don't know, um, and we've mentioned this a few times before for our old listeners, but we have a curse. We do. The curse is this. When we we plan out our show months ahead of time, we choose the movies, of course, with the, the topics that we choose. And when we choose those films, they are always free. They're always on, on Shutter. Some sort of or, I mean, we're paying yeah. for mm-hmm. them, but we don't have to pay again for them, right? And ninety percent of the time, anymore, I would say, the films when we actually have to watch them for the show go on to rental right away. It's like this little microphone here is listening. It's a us. curse. It's a curse. We're doing it. We love it, but still, it's just our it's our little curse that's kind of funny for us. Oh, one other thing I do want to talk about sure. with um the house's October bill. And sure. I mean, and it's kind of with Hell House too, but in a different way. I am really over this trope of showing the end at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, totally. I, I just let me get it, to the end. It also didn't need it. It I know. didn't need it. Um, a couple of other things that I wrote down about this. Why does the older brother look like Javier Bardem? Um, <laughs> okay. Why do they have seven cameras? How stupid. Uh, oh, and I wrote down because Americans need to remember everything. It'd be, everything edit- it'd be an editing nightmare. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Let's see what else did I write here. I wrote down um, the haunt house in Caddo, Texas. They ask one of the people outside, how so? And then the clown is silent. Ooh. Oh, he went to film school. Yawn. Um, oh, they get high, blah, blah, blah. Paintball, why? Just go pee already. Oh, with that paintball one? Yes. I was like, who would ever volunteer to be it, in Exactly, that, right? In that? I, I also wrote down, lots of clowns just standing around. I've got some news for you, horror filmmakers. I get that clowns are scary to some people. Congratulations, you've discovered this. You do not get to like explain your movie away. This goes for Hell House too, by just having clowns around. Like, yeah. could just stop it. Find something else. Yawn. There and, was there was one part where they um, pose a trivia question that I wanted to know if you um, could answer. In, in houses? In houses. What was it? They say, "Has there ever been a movie where a zombie shoots a gun? Do you have Do you have an answer for that?" I don't know. So, well, would it maybe in um, in uh, Army of Darkness? No. Or, or Evil Dead? No. No. In uh, in George Romero's Day of the Dead. Oh, in Day of the Dead. Okay. Bub, the intelligent zombie, uh-huh. shoots a gun. So there you go. listen, October Bill, do your research. One thing I I did also like about the movie too, just to mention, is when they go to meet uh, Mr. Giggles <laughs> at the at the D and D lounge. I wrote down, boy, that bar looks cool. I actually want to go there. Except for the casual bathroom rape. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but the, the bar itself did look sort of like a weird bar in Wisconsin. So I was kind of into that. Another thing I wrote down was when something hits the RV and it like the RV shakes. And when Brandy goes, there must be something outside. 
And I'm like, yeah, because it just hit the RV. So yeah, their reactions yeah. were not. Um, like, there's a part in the movie where they're so, they're sitting around the fire, and all of a sudden, this guy just walks up and he's yes. like, "Are you enjoying my fire?" And yeah. then they just are like, "Oh, hey, weird guy who lives in the woods and is wearing makeup, it's, come and sit by our fire with it's us." It's literally like when producer Michael comes on to our opening segments, and we go, "Oh, hey, producer Michael!" Yeah. Like that's exactly what it is. Um, another thing too is like when when the people like break the glass in the RV. And the one beardy guy like says, oh, there's glass everywhere. Yeah, we see it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things about found footage films that drives me fucking up the wall as a person who studied theater and who studied acting, not like a genius, but like it's, it's also not that hard. Get better actors. For the love of Jesus, get actors who can actually like make it real well, it, and it, whose improv doesn't constantly seem like they are stretching to be clever or like they don't know what to do next yeah. because you can read it so fucking easily. And that's what for me in found footage just takes me out of it every time because it doesn't seem real to me anymore. Has there been a found footage movie that you've liked i mean apart from you i think it sounds like you you like this one more than you thought you were going to but is there one that you can think of that are uh, did you ever are you like blair witch or i did like i did like like i i liked blair witch one okay um it, it that one seemed a little more authentic to me though yeah um well so it was i mean yeah exactly and it's really more about the authenticity part so okay. it's, if it's ever about like i'm not like dogging all the movies so, like don't attack me on twitter people but like you know I, I do demand quality in what I'm seeing, even if it is found footage, because if it's found footage I and mean, it's just you with your friends going on a road trip, sure. fine. Yeah. I want to see that. What I don't want to see is you stretching to be clever. Sure. That's that what I sense. don't want to see. I want to see you being authentic. Yeah. I, I weave in, in and out of the found footage stuff. I, I, I don't. Which one's your favorite? Um, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the first, um, the trilogy of um, Paranormal Activity. Uh, just the first three. I think I it kind of. I hardly remember it I, I think I, mean, I know it, but you It kind of falls away after three. Yeah. But I really like um, the first three. I think they're really. Part, were, part were, one, I remember being pretty good. No, I, that's yeah. like legit a movie that really scared me when I was. <laughs> Of course, because it, it seems extremely real. Yeah. So that makes total sense to me. But yeah. Um, okay, so should we move on? Because we're not going to grade them. To Hell House. We'll grade them at the end. Okay. Because um, yeah, I want to see... Like, we got a battle. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give away the ending, I guess. So, Andrew, take it away on Hell House LLC. Yes, Hell House LLC. Limited Liability Corporation. <laughs> Comes just one year later after the house is October built in 2015. It is directed by Stephen Cognetti. Uh, and this is the synopsis. Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour named Hell House, a documentary film crew visits the scene of the tragedy to investigate what really happened that night. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So this stars um, Gore Abrams as Paul, Alice Bal, God, Balky. Balk, Paul looks like Balk. <laughs> Balky, Balky. Balky, Balky yeah. Bartokamus. Yes. Alice Balky Bartokamus. Uh, as, as Diane, uh, Danny Bellini as Alex, Theodore, Theodore Balukas uh, as Robert, Natalie G as the hotel clerk, and Jared Hacker as Tony. Also, can I just tell you, I love the name Gore. Ugh, love it. Yeah, it's an interesting name. Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal Sassoon. So with Hell House LLC, I stumbled upon this movie, I I, I want to say on either Netflix or Shudder, where it was originally, um, watched it, 
And I got to tell you, there were some scares in this that really did stick with me. Yeah. yeah there were some definitely some parts. Um, in particular, there is a part where he runs into the clown and then he like turn. You think it's a, you don't think it's a real person. You think it's just a mannequin. And then he turns away and then he turns back and the clown's looking right at him. Yeah. That the, got the, me. Those parts were, were well done. Like they got, they had some good scares in here. Um, my biggest criticism of hell house, hell house LLC is it's just really confusing. It is. Um, we open with a news report of what happened at hell house LLC. And then for some reason we have an edited version of their tapes together but we also are at the police station interviewing our main um girl who has survived yeah. uh, and we're also dealing with another reporter that's doing a documentary on what happened so there's just it's a lot of through lines coming together at a point at the very beginning it's just very confusing i i, I had to like ground myself and being like okay what is going on like what is our main story Agreed. here um once it gets into it though i think it's it, it tells a pretty good story um the, the whole thing is about them setting up a, a haunted attraction and um then finding out that there might be something more to this house than meets the eye uh with satanic um would you say satanic no um and i think that's where the film doesn't work for me is that it's one of those films where the system that you need to believe in in order to believe the film just doesn't have a basis. It's like a cult. It, I mean, is it? Because we, we don't really even know that. It, it's, it's, it's really... And I did myself the injustice of watching all three Hell House films. I watched, um, I watched the second one. I but, not, did, but, not, I, but not part three. I, I have not watched Lake of Fire yet. I, I will say part three, I mean, we're, and this isn't what we're talking about, but, but I do think part three is an improvement in the um in the in, in the franchise because it's a franchise now yeah um, <laughs> let's just say the acting went way downhill in number two <laughs> yeah yeah it did um and they they are all on shutter so if you have shutter you can watch all of these of mm-hmm. course um but i think they're even on on youtube really if you look hard enough um you get, i just i i i have an issue with with any film not just not just hell house any film whose whose belief system you need to like really turn your head in a thousand ways to get into because it doesn't make any sense. Um, and if it was a Satanist thing, I mean, that, that, I think that might be a little bit offensive to Satanists, but give us the actual thing that we need to know to believe in the thing. And I don't think we ever really get this. And so, you know, for me, for me, that's a problem. I understand why for other people that would not be that big of an issue. For me, it just happens to be. Um, and then on, uh, so there's that. On top of it, I, I just, it goes back to that authenticity thing that I was talking about. There's an awful lot of clever people here. Um, and I just don't like that when yeah. it comes to, when it comes okay. to films. But like you said, there are some good scares. So there are genuinely good things about the movie. I actually thought that the... I think if we are going on um, the like, I guess likability is the right word, but like the cohesion of the groups, I think that I believe that these people have known each other better than the houses. I would agree with you on they that. They have better um, banter. Th- no, that, that makes total sense. I, I think that they, they seem to be more authentically friends. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense to me because there's a little less cleverness going on mm-hmm. than in houses. Um, so I'll, I will definitely grant that for sure. And um, one of the scares that really got me this time around um, is where he wakes up and there's a girl sitting in his room. Yeah, yeah. But the part that bugged me about it is that he just hides under the blankets. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Get out of there. Which I don't know. I mean, I guess like put yourself in that situation. Like, 
maybe sometimes you might it's like when michael like you know saw yeah. the cookie man it was like uh just go to sleep go to sleep but it, it was a good scare though because you get little flashes of her getting yeah. closer and closer yeah. and then he goes missing yeah um the thing that bugged me is because they actually at the be- towards the beginning when we first get our first big scare with the clown yeah. they actually go back and review the footage together yeah, right. and they're like oh shit that really did happen but then the rest of the movie, for some reason, they've lost the capability to roll that beautiful bean footage. Now roll that bean. I'm so glad you said that. That's that actually might be the best thing you've ever said on this entire but, podcast. But do you know what I mean? Like when they're I like, get it. They're yes. Like, what happened to Paul? That's that is another thing. It's it's another common characteristic of the found footage genre. To go right back to it, right? Is suddenly you can't get back to the thing that you were supposed to look at, right? If and you want to know what happened to him, just go watch the. Footage. You, you, you all been taping literally everything for a reason. Just push rewind. It's right there. Oh, but ultimately we find out that um, Hell House essentially has this portal um, to hell. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess that would be. But I will. It, I will say you learn more about that in the subsequent films. Okay. So in in part three you learn that it is indeed a portal to hell. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or to the lake of fire. The lake of fire. Yes. Um. I. I don't know. I just. I kind of like this movie yeah. i it it is rare for me to go into a, a modern horror movie and actually be scared and there that were, is pretty it, it is pretty rare there are there are definitely parts in this movie that stuck with me that really freaked me out and and i'll just say this too and and we've talked about this before right like people you know argue about well what is horror is horror this is horror that is yeah. horror whatever one of the first questions we ever got one of the first questions we ever got was from our friend david asking well is this horror mm-hmm. and we said and we continue to believe that whatever is horror for you is horror and frankly whatever scares you is scary yeah it, it's like i have i have no business telling you not to be scared by something i would never do I that just, i just i i it's one of the it's one of those things that i just actively stay away from is that argument of is it horror I, because who, i agree with you who who am i who cares who am i to tell you what's horror right exactly and also like, who gives a fuck yeah to i know to be honest with you it's, like instead let's celebrate that there are people who feel like they like they are being scared by this they're part of this horror family that we all talk about on twitter every fucking day yeah like instead of like being a dick about it like be nice to your siblings yeah how about that i agree how about that (laughs) how about damn how about that (laughs) all right so is there anything else that you would like to talk about with hell house llc i have i have a question for you before we get into the battle yeah if these films were not found footage if they were just produced films what would you think about them? I don't know. I guess I, um, it'd be interesting to see it from that aspect. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I'll be totally honest, I don't think Hell House would work as well as not a found footage movie. Sure. Because the scares are all predicated on someone being alone. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that would work as well as, as like a third party, like a third person. Sure. sure. Um, I think that you could do a really interesting job of doing Houses October Built I, as an I actual. Do, I do too. As an actual movie, I, I think it would work really well. I do think that Hell House could work as a produced film, but from the angle that it was a movie about a documentarian making a documentary about. Oh, that, that is one thing I wanted to say. 
um, there are people that they interview. There's like interviews yeah, in yeah. this. The one photographer guy in um, in Hell House who yeah, yeah, yeah. who they're like interviewing throughout the movie. Okay, he was really good. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like very yeah. believable. Like they have another guy in there who's like a professor who's like not as good, not as believable. Um, but the photographer guy who like went in and took pictures and of the actual agreed. Like, he he just like he kind of blew me away a little I bit. Agree with like. You. Um, and then I guess we should talk about the reporter at the end. Yes. <clears throat> Cause, um, it, it turns out that, um, our, our main girl character, um, is indeed not alive. She's actually dead and kind of, um, working on behalf of the house to draw more people in. Come into my house. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I love that ending as much. Hmm. But um, it was an interesting angle when you kind of get that 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 part where um, she's at the house yeah. and you've just gotten the message from the movie saying like Mitchell reviewed the tapes and he found out that right. she's indeed dead and she tries calling her and he's like oh it's just Mitchell I'll call him back when we're done here yeah. and I was like shit bitch you gotta get your phone girl pick up the phone <laughs> pick it up I don't know it I ultimately I think both movies are severely unbalanced totally agree um, but. For me, I think I like Hell House a little bit more, but I, we can break it down into yeah, our individual I, categories. I think what's fun is that there's two very flawed films that we're looking at. And with very similar, um, they're all played upon with haunts, which I thought was really interesting. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we have four categories here, and I want you to kind of give me who you think is the best in each category. And then we'll give our final grades out of seven strips. Okay. Got it. Done. So for best story, who would you give that to? That is that's actually hard to do, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give best story to Houses October Build. I would agree. I think it's the better, um, more interesting angle Agreed. of a story. Um, not that not that Hell House didn't have a good story. I just think that um, the believability of Houses October Build is just it. It's an interesting idea. There, there's no real supernatural aspect to it that we know of. Right. It's just, here it is. Right. right. So um, what about acting? So with acting, I would actually give to Hell House. I think that sure. it's just, I think it's better acted. I think that people feel more authentic. So I'm going to agree with you, except that the acting from the people at the end that were like the, oh, the, the, the people in, in October. The documentary. It, well, in How's October Built, the people that were the blue skeleton people. Yeah. Great actors. <laughs> They never said a fucking word. Never said a word. <laughs> um, but not bad. So, but I will agree with you on this. So we'll give that one to Hell House. Okay. Um, which one do you think had the better scares? Uh, I think that's difficult because I think they might even be a little bit even. Um, but I, I do think that it's a little more haunting um, to walk away from Houses October Built because like they're being buried alive. Well, we'll That's talk ending, ending is next. I want you to go strictly on scare factor. Um I guess I guess I'll say I guess I'll say Hell House. They have they have better scares in yeah, the film. I would agree. They, uh they like do. I like I mentioned in my review, yeah. I think that there's some in there that still stick with me. Yeah. So yeah. whereas with, they are better scares. with October built, um, I, I think it's just like banging on the side of RV just doesn't do it yeah, and anymore. A, and a pumpkin that literally has a tag that says fucking carve me on it. I know. I still, that still annoyed because I, I thought, like, how did they get that I in know. there? And I, I thought for sure they were going to like open it up and like blood was going to pour yeah. out or like there was going to be eyes in it or something. Someone's like, hand or something. Oh my God, they put a hand <laughs> in the pumpkin. Okay. Our final category is best ending. Which do you think is the best? Houses October built by far. 100%. 
I'm going to disagree. Oh, shit. I think that the ending of Hell House um, leaves me wanting more, whereas the ending of October Built just makes me mad. (laughs) Because there's not really an ending. We don't really know. So does that give... What's the score? I think that you are leaning more towards October Built, and I'm leaning more towards Well, but what's the score, though? It's literally 4-4. Oh, fuck. Well, shit. But, um... How about this? So I'm, why don't we give them our final grades? Okay. And then we can see what we want to do from there. Because I don't want to go on too long. But, Fair enough. Um, for the house is October built, what do you give out of seven stripes? Because here at Friday the 13th, we judge on a seven stripe scale for the seven colors of the rainbow. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grade them both at the same time. Okay, sure. And, and this is what I'm doing. I'm giving them both a four. You get a four. Out of seven. Slightly above average. Okay. And I'm doing that because I don't hate either of them. Yeah. And I think that they they both tried. I'm going to give them <laughs> that. Um, and I did like one a little bit more, but I'm not going to go over four for fucking sure. Okay. So I think that they are both deserving of a four. I think it's it's an interesting foray into the genre. I think it's, in, I think it's unsuccessful for both of them, in my opinion. But I'm going to give it the four for both. I'm going to give um, Houses October Built a 3.5, and I'm going to give um, Hell House LLC a 5. A 5? Wow. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay. No, I got it. I got it. And, like, honestly, I wanted to watch the sequels to Hell House way more than I did for October Built. I mean, I'm never watching that sequel. Don't do Never. it. I'm not, I'm not, it. I don't, don't want do to. It. Seriously, I it, really don't want to. If you to. want me to, I can tell you what it's about. But after, it's, after the show, yeah, yes. It's, it's, it just takes apart the whole movie. Oh, God. But um, anyway, so I think that um, that about does it, unless you want to argue one over the other. But no, it sounds I mean, like you're pretty split on it. It sounds, like, it sounds like we're split. I think based on the grades we just gave, I think, I mean, if we're looking at those in terms of points, right? Mm-hmm. So then I think we have to say that Hell House wins. Yeah, for this time. And, that, and that's okay. Um, and also what it means is this. I'm, I'm Bring out the gurney. <laughs> All right. Now we put the movie on the gurney. Okay. So there it is. And we're going to put some, you know, here we go. Now I've got a stake in my hands and I've got a giant hammer. Are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. One, two. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Goodbye, doll face. <sighs> All right. It's done. Oh, God. That was a lot of work. I think for me. that that does it for verses. And it, I'll tell you what, it does it for that film, you know, too. I, you know, I'm actually glad that we only do verses once a year because it's, it's a lot. And it's also like, I don't want to demean any of these movies. Oh, we're never, we're never demeaning them. You know though. what I mean? You Except for Demon House. <laughs> Demon House. Zach Baggins deserves to be demeaned. Listen, you know we're never demeaning them. Yeah. Our listeners know that, too. You're supposed to have opinions and you're supposed to form them as you go. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So I think that will take us out, and we will come back with our final segment, Hottie of the Episode. Shantae, mm. you stay. Shantae, 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 you stay. Welcome back, everybody. We're here to close out the show. Episode 23, we're donezo, and it's time to talk about Hottie of the Episode. It's time to talk about who we're most attracted to. <laughs> So from Hell House LLC and the house's October built, um, I chose Tony Prescott, who is played by Jared Hacker in Hell House LLC. I thought he was very attractive and I didn't want him to die. He was basically the guy who was um, the detractor of the group, the one that was going to leave, but got like, yeah, 
drawn back in basically because got, of financial issues yeah he got drawn back in because of you because of your dick girl that's <laughs> yeah why. i like it um, um listen i didn't think any of all motherfuckers are that cute i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie you gotta but pick one if i gotta pick one i guess i will pick zach from houses october built which one is he he was like the main guy okay yeah he was cute enough yeah exactly he's cute enough um, which sometimes you he know was, what he's very um oh god what's that guy from oh no I'm painting myself in oh, a corner shit. he played Burger on um Sex in the City I don't know I can't think of his name right now he's like very yeah. I'm an everyday guy yeah exactly you know I mean? right which like, like, I guess I'm kind of attracted to but like like sort of cute but, yeah but, but, but like but you don't really know why you think they're yeah cute. he's just cute enough <laughs> sure and, and that's just all that's all he's got going for him so don't you know fucking toot your horn here Zach. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't think he listens, but that's good. Yeah, he does. Fuck you. Um, okay, so I think that that will end the episode, but we want to do a couple of call-outs. Oh, really we've got some quick. great call-outs. Um, so, of course, as always, Legion Podcasts, we love you. Legion Podcast Network, excuse me, um, who we are a member of. We love you. Thank you so much. Big special podcast. Uh, why did I say podcast? <laughs> Big special shout-out to the crew of um, Scream Queen uh, the documentary about Mark Patton, including Mark himself, of course, and Roman and Tyler, the filmmakers. We had a blast with them last month. Mm-hmm. It, we actually going, got to go see the movie. Yeah, it was it, the movie was great. We saw it at Reeling Film Festival here in Chicago. And I'm telling you, when that movie gets sold to a streaming service, because I know it will, yeah. it'll probably be Shutter. Yeah, it's uh, be you got to see it because it's really, really good. It's so well, especially done. if you are LGBT, big time. Like it is, it is a, it is. I cried, yeah. definitely cried. And it was, it was a, it was awesome to be with Mark and spend so much time with him at Cell Block. And um and to do an interview with him and, and it, it was, was it was really cool. It was really cool that our our, our podcasting buddies Night of Living Podcast were in the movie. It was really, really neat. And also um one of my old friends from high school, Scott, was also in the movie. Isn't that insane? He is the final person that Mark hugs in the film it was so crazy when i saw it it freaked me out anywho thank you mark thank you roman thank you tyler yeah and i guess i should also say thank you zach hudson and thank you cell block too um we were part of the uh the fundraiser for the aids walk that zach was putting on with cell block where mark was a part of that too and we got to interview him um with fellow podcasters um also from chicago uh, called Peace of the Pie podcast. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much again. It was a blast. And honestly, we were we were introduced to a room, which going into this, I'd never thought would be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. With a, with a celebrity saying like, and here's Friday yeah. the 13th it was, podcast. It was fucking cool. Andrew wore his uh, his puppy costume. That was neat. <laughs> um, I'm lying. He didn't. Um, but anyways, no. It There's was, it was pictures to prove what yeah. it was. It was. It was really wonderful. We had a great time. And thank you to all of you who have listened to our episode with Mark, which was, of course, a big success. And thank you for everyone who just was there and a part of it. And also, one last thing is that we now have a, a little coupon code for you. Oh, my God. So if you are looking for your next um, Halloween, Child's Play, Friday the 13th apparel. The Thing even has apparel on here. Um, you can go to Nightmare Threads. You Nightmare Google, Threads. Google Nightmare Threads. They'll be right at the top. And if you put in the coupon code Friday 13 at the end, you'll get 5% off your purchase. Honestly, 
really great little shop. Um, lots of cool stuff. I ne- the thing is one of my favorite horror films of all time. I never see merch for it, mm-hmm. so it was cool to see a well, section you, just for the thing. If you want anything on there, um, we have our own coupon code. Oh my goodness! That we can get twenty percent. Oh my so. god! So folks, use it because when you use coupon codes like that for podcasts. That means more stuff can happen in the future. Yeah, so totally. if, you, and if you need it, do it. And their stuff is super cute. It's very cute. Yeah, honestly. it's nice. You'll love it. Nightmare threads. Um, we, okay, so we're going to take like three minutes of your time to explain our Patreon, and then we'll never do it again. <laughs> we'll so, always so, we'll mention it. But we're first off, can we just list off our, our Patreons? So our Patreons our are... Our patrons. Patrons on Patreon, whatever. <laughs> um, our wonderful people that are supporting us are David Glauner, Simon Exton, Dim Fancy Dinosaurs... Drunk Dish Podcast and Melissa Cox. Yes. Thank you all so much for believing in our show and for putting a, a few bucks our way. We really appreciate that. Yeah. And if you want to become a patron, you can go on patreon.com slash Friday 13. We have five levels for you to um, participate at, and they start as little as a dollar a month. That's right. A dollar a month. And for that dollar, we will call you out on our show like we just did for David Simon, Dem, Fancy Dinosaurs, Drunk Dish, and Melissa Cox. So if you want to hear your name on our show, one dollar um if you want to donate and, th- and that is at that level is called the, the freddy's fabulous children our five dollar level is the pinheads leather daddies and that's five dollars a month you'll get a call out on the show and we you know also, you're out there you also get to pick a movie for us to watch during what you've been watching bitch and you just like her. david and simon did for today's show and you'll get to hear our thoughts on that so if there's a movie that you've been itching for us <laughs> to watch can i do the next one <laughs> yes yeah, sure. um uh if there's a movie you've been itching for us to watch uh five bucks and you can tell us what to watch i forgot we call this next level this it's so funny to me now so for seven (laughs) bucks a month which we have one patreon doing this for seven bucks a month you can be a part of michael myers's twink or treater that's funny to me um you know my obsession with twinks anyways uh you get to call it on the show you get to pick a movie for what you've been watching and you get a social media shout out that's important because our Twitter actually has a shitload of fucking followers mm-hmm. now. So we will shout you out and make sure we send some of those followers your way. At the $10 level, you're going to be a member of Jason Voorhees Bears Club. Do you see the theme we're going for here, <laughs> folks? You get all of the above, and you also get two of our very highly uh, in-demand fry gay koozies yep. to keep those beers or LaCroix or whatever the fuck you drink nice and cold. They're so cool. People fucking go gaga over them. And so we'll actually, send you two. They're actually really nice quality. They're too. great quality. We, we, we use them regularly. Yeah, we, we definitely took a couple out of the stash to keep at home. So uh, and then finally, and this is honestly, we understand that, you know, not everyone is going to be able to participate at this level, and we totally understand because it's a lot of money. So for $20 a month, you will get all, everything that we have called out before, and we will also do a Google Hangout with you, including video. So we will sit down with you, and we'll have a nice chat um, over you know over a half an hour, have a couple drinks and with you. That and that video will include whatever you want. Except for nudity. <laughs> Anything you want on the video will do for you for 20 bucks a month. (laughs) We can be bought. You just keep that in mind that on the video will do whatever you want. (laughs) 
Um, and I do want to say, um, as you've heard with our perks, we and as we've said before, we are never going to put our content behind a paywall. 100% never will we do that. So for those people that just simply can't do it, it's we cool. totally understand. We get the, the, listen, the only reason why we're doing this is because, as we've said before, we have the curse. Yeah. And so like, there are just certain costs with, with podcasts that you know we are happy to absorb because you know how much fun we have doing it. But... If we have folks like you that that can help us get get even further, that's really cool. It will help us be able to go out to conventions like Horror Hound, for Mm -hmm. example. Come meet y'all. And come meet you, but also like to spread the word to make this thing bigger, to make the family that we're in larger. It will help us, honestly, just rent movies on a regular basis. It will help us if we need to go to the theater. It will help us do that. So. Every dime that you give us, I promise you, we're not like buying beer with it. We're using it directly for the show. That's all that we do. We will spend every dime that you give to us with care because you're our patrons. We're doing this for you and we have a blast doing it. So thank you again. Yes, and also thankful, thank you to all of our listeners and everybody that sat through all that Patreon. And stuff. one more thing we need to say as we close out the show and bring in the end music, which I bet we'll start right about now. <laughs> and it's going to be this. Have a great Halloween. Yes. Have so much fun. It's the best time of the year. It's the holiday we all love the most. I hope you have a spooky as fuck Halloween. Have fun. And as always, get, get slayed. slayed.